This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at cosmicpotatonetwork.com. Watching television, watching television. Watching television, watching television. I need all the image, I need all the sound. I know the info right into my mind. Hey everybody, welcome back to Trial by Pilot. This is the show where we judge an entire series of television and the work of hundreds on one episode. I'm Bill Lynch. I'm Elizabeth Lynch. And today we're talking about Space Force. A new comedy series on Netflix. Yes. We took a huge three-week hiatus from talking about Netflix, so <laughs> it's time to return to the mothership. Uh, which when Bill said that we were going to watch this, I was like, seriously, another sci-fi show? I'm so <laughs> sick of this stuff. I didn't know that this, I didn't know anything about this show. It's going to be a comedy with an all-star cast. The cast is like every comedian ever. Yeah. And it's like, some of them are like, oh, I know that guy. How do I know that guy? Yeah. He's a comedian. He's in everything. Yeah. So he's got Steve Carell. Yep. Who ben plays... Schwartz. I'm just reading down the cast list. Okay. Oh, okay. Steve Carell is the main guy. Yeah. Uh, ben Schwartz. Lisa Kudrow. John Malkovich. Fred Willard. Rest in peace. Um, who else do I Tony know? Tony Newsom. Okay, I don't have him on that uh, list. Here. J- Jimmy O. Yang, who was in Silicon Valley. Yeah. Did you watch that? No, I just, just knew know that, that he was in there. Yeah. yeah. He was very funny in that show. Don Lake. The, there was one guy from. What's that show that we loved? Veep? Yeah. What's his name? Dan Bacadell. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the list goes on. There were more people. Jane Lynch. I didn't say Jane Lynch. Yeah. She was in it, you know. So I didn't um I didn't write down like every plot point, so we'll just kinda like We ge- just watched generally it. So. Go through it. Yeah, we just yeah. finished watching it. Um but Steve Carell's character is being promoted to four star general, which apparently is a big deal. Yeah. And he goes into some top secret meeting with, you know, four or five four-star generals, basically the leaders of each of the military branches and the secretary of defense, uh, who was the guy from Veep. Mm -hmm. And it's announced that Space Force is going to be a new branch of the United (laughs) States military. And everyone kind of like, you know, (laughs) sure it, sure it is. And then... He finds out, Steve Carell's character finds out he's going to be in charge of it. Right. <laughs> and so I guess one of, one of his rivals is in charge of the Air Force, which is what he wanted and mm-hmm. thought he was going to get. And so, they're right. like, you know, space is in the air. Does that mean I'm still in charge of, of you? And <laughs> the guy who is in charge of the Coast Guard was like, well, at least we're not in last anymore. And everyone's like, no, 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 you're still in last. <laughs> And then uh, we we see, actually, it was even before this. We see uh, his wife, played by Lisa Kudrow, and his daughter were there. But then we flash forward to a year in the future, mm-hmm. and he's driving in Colorado somewhere, and drives up to this like mountain mountain pass, 
and pulls up to like a little keypad and mm-hmm. types in a number and like two doors like open up like out of the side of the mountain yeah that you couldn't even see were there a second ago secret passageway but then he emerges onto like this gigantic campus yeah like city um that's the home of space force and this launch that's going to happen today you know what i kept thinking about as we were watching the show because i couldn't get past the fact that they opened up the mountain to go into this tunnel to get into this like space campus how did they build that like how do you keep that a secret how did they even build that well that was a couple of the jokes beforehand like he's at a convenience store getting gas and the guy's mm-hmm. like big launch today huh mm-hmm. and, and he's like what he's like oh sorry sorry top secret right so right. Like, clearly it's, it's not. not that top secret <laughs> But then he throws the guy into his trunk and has the military detain him until after the launch. So he can't like spread the word about it. Right. So then, you know, we get to his office and uh, his like bumbling assistant (laughs) played by Don Lake. (laughs) Every single time he walks into his office, someone is in there waiting for him and surprises him. And he like turns to look at Don Lake and he's like, oh, sorry, he's in there. He told me not to say anything. <laughs> and it just like happens again and again throughout right. the show. Uh, but we meet John Malkovich, his character, who is the lead scientist behind the launch mm-hmm. that's going to happen. Like no nonsense. And he's saying how, you know, the launch needs to be delayed. There's certain percent chance of this happening. And like the humidity isn't, isn't ideal. And so Steve Carell is trying to argue like nothing's ever perfect. And then he comes in again and Ben Schwartz's character is in there who I guess is his like marketing manager. PR guy. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's concocted some tweet that he wants Steve Carell to approve that references both the new Star Wars movie and the Wendy's hamburger. Mm -hmm. And Steve Carell fires him immediately, has him detained so he can't tweet anything. Right. Um, Later during a meeting, tries to use that, his um, tweet joke about the hamburger, like in a meeting later. And it like falls very flat. Yeah. Woman just like stares at him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he really wants the launch to happen because there's this congressional delegation coming. And I think I read an article that the one actress was supposed to be parodying um, AOC. Okay. I don't. I don't know if the other two were supposed to be modeled after two specific yeah. politicians. Okay. Probably. And I don't know. Like a lot of these actors are really funny. Like I really like Ben Schwartz mm-hmm. and Jimmy Yang. I don't. It wasn't like quite hitting. Like there were a couple jokes punctuated here and there that were funny mm-hmm. for the most part, and like wasn't. It wasn't super tight. Yeah. Maybe I that's feel like what that's it what it, I would say. And what happens next? Does he go to that meeting? Oh, and the well, he's in a he's in a meeting of lunch with um, these Congress people. Yeah, and the um, he gets a call from his dad, Played and by he's Fred like, Willard. "Yeah, I feel like uh, maybe he talks to the school before that." Yeah, he talks at um, a local high school trying to get the kids to join space force after they graduate and his daughter's there like rolling her eyes the whole time Mm -hmm. but like two doofuses doofuses (laughs) like we're gonna join we're gonna join yeah um 
And then he travels. Uh, his daughter asks if she can go to a concert out in the desert with Bobby, who is a Russian member of Space Force, who is very clearly a spy. Right. They're like laying that on pretty thick. Yeah. And he's he like finally caves and he's like, let me talk to your mom. And then the next scene, he's in a prison and Lisa Kudrow's character comes out in a yellow jumper on the other right. side of the glass. So they didn't say... Orange, but... What did I just say? Yellow? yellow. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I don't know. Because I was even picturing the scene in my head as I was saying that and it was very clearly orange. <laughs> Maybe... Oh, I don't know. There's the some wall. yellow flowers behind you? Yeah. Are these? I don't know. <laughs> I just pointed to some yellow flowers. Well, also her... Um, her hair, you know, in the first scene when we see her, it's like perfectly quaffed, like done, like blowout, super blonde. And clearly she's been in prison for a while because she's got some like four to five inch roots growing. Yeah. Maybe that's why you said yellow. I don't know. But we don't know what happened yet. Right. Maybe she went on like some crazy spree because she was not happy about moving to Colorado which they kind of made clear in the in the beginning. Yeah. Maybe it's that. But she says to him, like, listen, I'm going to be in here for a very long time. So if you need some companionship. And he's like, no, no, no. Stop, stop. Yeah. She's like, no, really. You should really. <laughs> she like keeps pushing it. And he's like, please don't bring it up again. Yeah. I'm, I'm your husband. Yeah. And so he is now being flown back to the launch site. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just goes back and forth. Like, are they going to do the launch? Are they not going to do the launch? Right. Um, Malkovich brings him out to the test site to say, with like, you know, eight or nine different scientists saying like, the humidity's at 54%. It's supposed to be at 40%. And he's like, will anyone, will anyone give me an argument why we should do the launch? Let me, let me hear some pros and cons. Mm -hmm. And like, someone calls out from behind him, like, I think we should do the launch. And he's like, all right. And he turns around and it's like, I don't know, some maintenance guy yeah. that has like no idea what he's What's going talking on. about. Yeah. <laughs> so he's just under too much pressure from this congressional district, I guess, because they yeah. spent $6 billion um, building this satellite. Mm -hmm. And it has like metal mesh, like a metal net that it can cast out to like <laughs> drape over other satellites, like spy satellites yeah. or something. And so... The launch goes ahead and, you know, he, he makes this big announcement, this big proclamation and presses the button. And we see like, it's just like a fucking prop button, obviously. Yeah. Then the scientist actually presses the button. Yeah. And it goes off and the camera goes black for a second. So you're like, oh no, what happened? But then Jimmy Yang's character pulls up some other imagery and like, it's in orbit. Yeah. So it successfully reached orbit. Seems like that happened so quickly. I mean, I know it's I TV, mean, but. <laughs> yeah, I guess I rockets guess are fast. Happen. <laughs> I know, but do you remember when that guy went and like jumped out of a like a parachute? Do you <laughs> oh, remember yeah. that? Like, like that took, helium balloon? It took, it took like five minutes or something from the fall. Yeah, but it took a long time for him to get up there. Oh yeah. Like and not oh, even yeah. like in space, like just to like the edge. That was fucking crazy. That was. Crazy. I mean, that's kind of where orbit is close to anyway. Did Red Bull sponsor that? I think yes, because so. Red Bull so. gives you wings. <laughs> Uh, and so yeah. that night, uh, you know, Steve Carell's character and John Malkovich's character are sitting on one of their porches, you know, toasting with some scotch. And 
the scientist is like, okay, it's it's about to pass by. Let's let's check it out. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that is that that is it that like little flash of light? And Steve Carell goes up to a, a super high powered telescope, which like it was so unrealistic the amount of uh, de- detail yeah. he was getting <laughs> with like a telescope on someone's porch. I don't care if yeah. you're in the government or not. Yeah. And he, you know he sees his little satellite, and you hear John Malkovich in the background like, "Is that a second flash of light?" And a larger, like a huge, s- yeah, satellite <laughs> comes up behind it, and like some like arm extends out, and it like clips the. It was like little clippers. <laughs> And Steve Carell, I don't, I don't remember if he yells out fuck or something like he that. Was, I think he said, what the fuck? What the fuck? And so that was the pilot to Space Force. I, th- I think it was called like Launch Day or something yeah. like that. The, the pilot episode. Uh, what did you think? I, like you said before, it just like wasn't super tight, but it, it wasn't bad. I don't think it was like, I got to see this. I didn't feel that way about it. But it was it was enjoyable. It was funny. I liked seeing all those actors together. It was actually nice to see Fred Willard's last, you know, his last role. Yeah, they I dedicated think, yeah. the episode to Fred Willard. Yeah, and I thought he he was really good. I he actually looked so much older than I remember because I hadn't seen him in a while. I think the last thing yeah. I saw him was in Modern Family. But I haven't watched Modern Family in oh, a long time. Oh, yeah, that time. was probably 10 years ago, right? No, I mean, I think more ago? recently than that, I've seen him in Modern Seven Family. Seven years ago. Okay, well. <laughs> Six and a half. <laughs> Six and a half years ago. No, more than like the last like two or three years I've seen him on that. We haven't watched that show in more than two or three okay, years. Okay, not together, but I've <gasps> seen it. You're still watching Modern Family? No. Oh, my I'm, gosh. This is you are exhausting. <laughs> Six years. Anyway, I'm just saying, I was surprised. He looked more like aged than I remembered, but his performance was really good, and he was like his classic, you know, yeah, happy-go-lucky self. And uh, he plays Steve Carell's father in it, and clearly like needs. They have like a home healthy that that is there, and like his mother's like gone off running in the middle of the street. I think it was they kind of like threw that in there just to show how much pressure he was under that day and how many other things his wife's in prison his daughter's dating a russian spy and she's in high school yeah and you know he still has to care for his parents who live in new jersey it's like yeah and like that was i mean fred willard was great Mm -hmm. and that scene was funny but then it ends with like him on another call having his assistant like pull up some government satellite of new jersey and he like finds his mom Mm -hmm. and then tells the healthcare worker like where to go to pick her up but it just like it happens so fast Mm -hmm. i don't know some of the pacing was off i felt like yeah and that that wasn't the only instance but that was one of the times where i was like oh that was like kind of quick yeah like it didn't have time to breathe well i feel like that might also be like because that's what the the day was like it's launch day it was big he had to do all these different things visit his wife, talk at a school, meet with the scientists, decide, you know, have a congressional meeting, like all these different things. I understand what you're saying. I'm saying maybe yeah. that's why, and maybe it won't be that way all for the whole show. Yeah. I mean, I guess in theory, I can see that, but as a viewer of the show, it didn't really work mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, obviously there's a bunch of talented 
actors and comedians on here. It was created by Steve Carell and someone else whose name is escaping right right now. Greg Daniels. Why do I know that name? Who who is he? Who's Greg Daniels? He worked on The Office, Saturday Night Live, The Simpsons. I mean, oh, okay. you know, he's like a pretty big name in comedy writing. Okay. At least that's what Wikipedia is telling you right now. Okay. Yeah, I just Googled him and I don't recognize his face, but I know that name. So, yeah, I mean, the talent's certainly there. It just, it wasn't super, it just wasn't super funny for a comedy. Yeah. There were like a, there were like a couple funny jokes, but the show itself wasn't funny. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that does make sense. I do agree with that. But I also think that it's not bad and it's a 30 minute show on Netflix right now and we just finished Dead to Me. <laughs> so I might continue to watch it for that reason. Oh. Yeah. You know? Like it's it's easy. And and if it's really bad, then we don't have to watch it. But just like knowing what our, our routine is right now, like when we're looking to just unwind. That's like an easy show to watch. Like just last night before we had watched this, we were trying to find something to watch before bed. Like, oh, let's start a new fun show on Netflix. This was mainly me saying that. Right. Let's start a new fun show on Netflix. And like we couldn't like find anything or agree on anything. And like this we might throw on because Bill won't watch Grace and Frankie for some reason. Even though I do because you always have it on. (laughs) Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, I wouldn't mind certainly giving the second episode a chance. Mm-hmm. With that kind of cast, I feel like I'm willing to give them another chance. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll watch another episode. But it's not like, I think this this was like 36 minutes or 38 minutes, the pilot. Like, it's not a 22-minute show mm-hmm. where you can just like really like bang it out like as yeah. you're getting ready for bed. So, yeah, no. Yeah. All right, fine. <laughs> it's not as efficient TV watching as we like. In and out, baby. In the, <laughs> in the 10 o'clock hour. Yeah. Um, so we did watch season two of Dead to Me. Mm-hmm. Finished that. If you're interested in our take on the pilot, you can go back and, and find that. Guest star, Peter Shaughnessy. Yeah, we, we all enjoyed the pilot. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know if Peter's watched the second season yet. I Yeah, I haven't talked to him you know, about yeah, it. I, I think they, they, really I think liked they both it. really enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. So. Um, the second season was so ridiculous. Uh, it just became, you know, it always was to a certain extent. It just became this insane soap opera mm-hmm. with like, you know, increasingly entangled webs of like yeah. just a couple people, like all these different connections and like the most unrealistic shit. Yeah. Which is okay. It's fine. For the kind of show that it is. And even the first season was somewhat like that. Sure. We were like, this is kind of ridiculous. But it was so much more intriguing because you didn't know anything. And now they're trying to make it, well, like, what else do we have? We have to make it more intriguing. So she needs to fall in love with the, I mean, Uh, we're just probably going to spoil some stuff just so you know. So if you haven't watched it, just, you know. We're spoiling things right now, but it's like she has to fall in love with the twin of the guy that she killed. <laughs> the fact that there even is an identical the twin. The fact that there is even an identical twin. Yeah, and then she falls in love and love and sleeps with him. 
Uh, yeah, but that's the thing. It's it's not as intriguing. The first season, you know, had this like silly amount of stuff. Right. But it had little twists that you didn't know were coming. And like right. the, the connections that it was making between all the characters, even though they were silly and unrealistic, at least they were a little unexpected. Yeah, and, and it was fun. You, and kept you on your toes and it was fun. This season, nothing was really unexpected. Like you saw everything coming for the mm-hmm. most part. And it was just amped up so much. Yeah, because they're like, there's no twists like that. So we've got to keep like making them like shocking us. Yeah. In a way that was, there were certainly, listen, the performances were still great. I still love Christina Applegate. I think that they did a lot more with um, Judy's character. They like dug a little bit deeper into like what some of her shit is. And I appreciated that. I think they did that with both characters. And I did appreciate that. But it didn't feel necessarily like the same show that the first season was. So I didn't dislike it. I just didn't think it seemed like it was the same show. When it ended, (laughs) I was like, what? Am I even going to watch season three? Which I probably will. If I'm just being honest, but like, what the fuck? I don't know. The ending was, I mean, we both like laughed. And we it, laughed. It wasn't supposed to be funny, but it was so. Or maybe ri- it was. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. I mean, just like the leap that they went to, to try to do something else. Yeah. <laughs> I also just had this thing. that's like, not that I, I, don't like Christina Applegate's character, but like she's not she's not super likable. But no. you, it, I mean, she's the protagonist. But it's like, um, God, she's such a bitch. Yeah. But like, the more and more they reveal about what happened that night that Steve was killed, the more and more I'm like, you know what? You're what the fuck? That's no reason to murder somebody. <laughs> you know, like it wasn't like she was being attacked. She like, you clearly find out that she was not. Yeah. She murdered him. And she just murdered him <laughs> because he called her a cunt. And it's like, I'm sorry. That character has probably been called a cunt many times <laughs> because she is like, so abrasive and in your face to people that if you come, like run into someone like a Steve, yeah, like he's going to call you that. Well, he was also bringing up a bunch of stuff about her dead husband. Sure. I'm not and giving, I know her, I'm she not giving was in, her an excuse to murder him. Yeah, no, I, and like, look, he was not a likable person, so I think that's part of like your like you hate him. Right. So right, it's right. kind of like, oh, well, we're on her side because he called her a cunt <laughs> and said that her husband didn't love her, and it's like he deserved it. He's still, it's still not like, like no love lost there, but like it's still not a reason to murder somebody. Yeah. It, that, like that the whole like journey you went on from that that she would even bring Judy back into it is like. You're just like you just, and also the other thing I don't really buy is that she, from behind, he turned around and she hit him on the head with a ceramic bird and that killed him. Well, what? Yeah, I think it knocked him out and then he fell into the pool and he drowned. You know, I don't think that people really can knock people out as much as they show on television and movies really what are you basing that on i'm basing that on like 
not much fact or no <laughs> knowledge of anything. Like, when have you ever tried to hit anyone with anything or been hit with anything? <laughs> I just feel like you would need so much more force than to take a ceramic bird that broke and like that that would knock somebody uh, you're, out. You're probably right. It would have to be like a really fucking heavy bird. Yes. And I'm not saying that she's not like strong, but it just feels like could she realistically hit him that hard? Like he's taller than she is. And like, <laughs> I wish you guys could see Elizabeth <laughs> doing the motion of hitting someone with something. Do you know what this reminds me of? <laughs> There's like in murder. She wrote like some scenes, Jessica Fletcher will be like trying to like work out something from a book, like how someone's going to kill someone from a book. Um, or like if she's actually like trying to solve a murder, like she, it was in the hallway one time and she like just turned and like with her hand did a finger gun and just went and was like, huh, I don't think the bullet could have gone there. <laughs> like, <laughs> like she's like the ballistics. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. My other problem with it, the amount of shit that was going on in Jen's life. Mm hmm. She was like almost never home, rarely with her kids, right? Like, yeah, that house was spotless. <laughs> and like, I know it's TV, but she had this giant house and there wasn't dust, a paper out of place. <laughs> like, come on. I want to see mean, something a little bit realistic. Typical, typical TV. Yeah, but like put a put a put a kid's backpack on the on the island or something. Yeah. As we sit in like all of our yeah. all of our shit it's all around us. Let's see what's on our what's on our table right now that we're recording this on. My right. my DSLR, a bunch of coasters, Billy's High Five magazine, my hat, my wallet, sunscreen, headphones, room on the broom, an empty bowl from our son, a tape measure, a, a single card. A single small card from a Star Wars board game that I played with my cousin last year before we moved, and Billy somehow pulled it out of our couch. We have no idea how it made it because we cleaned our couch and took the cushions off before we moved, and yet somehow this small Star Wars game card found its way into the new house and onto our table. Uh, children's allergy relief medicine, uh, <laughs> Purell, a photo. An ice cube, a reusable ice cube. Yeah. Um, there's a Wayfair coupon. Um, also a gingerbread man cookie cutter. Two separate piles of paperwork that need to get done, by Coupons. the way. Yeah, we should be doing this right now instead of doing this podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. You knew we were not going to at 10 o'clock at night clean this kitchen. Clean this Any, dining room. Anywho. Um, I, I still enjoyed it. It was still fun. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the two leads are were great again. Mm-hmm. My other complaint, though, I just got tired of just seeing them cry. At a certain point, I fucking get it. Like, they mm -hmm. cried every single episode, all episode. Yeah. I mean, there were, there were seriously 30-minute episodes where they were just crying the entire time. I think you're exaggerating a little bit. Uh, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, no, it was definitely more emotional. I think that it was like... But doesn't that dilute it a little bit? It did for me. Yeah, no, I think you're right about that in, in to an extent. 
I think that part of it is like, I think they were trying to deal with heavier stuff and like the really like, like, I guess, I don't know, underneath it all of, of why these two women are the way they are. Why are they so codependent? Like all of that stuff really kind of like dealing with grief and, and guilt and all of that. And so that's an emotional thing. The problem with it is I, and I don't think you need to cry every single scene just to get that across. But the other, I think the part that like kind of like disconnects is there was also just so much like, uh, I don't know the right way to say this. It's not, it wasn't slapstick cause it's not slapstick, but you know what I mean? Like there was like this, this like yeah. comedic element to it yeah. that was like a little jarring with like all of that emotion too. What I'm saying might not make sense. I don't really know how to explain no. what I'm saying. I don't think that those things can't exist together. It was just not like super cohesive here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the funny stuff to like me. Everything was like a fuck, fuck, fuckity, fuck, fuck. And then I'm crying. Uh, yeah. I, she, mean, I thought that that was a little overdone. Well, I think everyone loved Jen so much from season one and her unapologetic nature mm-hmm. and her just saying fuck you fuck this whatever and so they just like cranked it up just like a little bit too much yeah and then they tried to pepper in like her saying those things in like very brief like comedic moments like you said like right in between all of this like drama and crying and it's like that felt so strange there there were two there were two things that i thought worked really well one the whole season of uh, of her, you know, just like cursing here and there, and then she sits down, has like one moment with her younger son, which like you you don't, whatever. The story's not really about him, but sometimes I'm right. like, God, could they show them together a little bit more? Where he like she's mad because she lied to him about something, and he goes, "You're my mom. You fucking lied to me." And <laughs> he's like eight, yeah. and that I thought was really funny because she like doesn't even she has like this like slight reaction where she's just kind of like, oh well. Like, I guess I can't actually say anything to him because he definitely got it from me and I say it all the time, you know? And he's just a really sweet kid. So that was kind of, I thought that was funny. The other thing is, one scene I think that could have worked really well if she hadn't also been crying and broken down in every other episode was when she is breaking down to Judy and saying, like confessing that she wasn't being attacked by him that he was saying all these things like that my husband hate my husband hated me and everybody hates me and I hate me and this whole thing of like how much she really hates herself and like I'm not that she's not a likable person like that was like really you know hard to watch because I think she was really just coming to terms with the fact that like she is who she is and her husband probably didn't like her and like or just or just dealing just grieving that yeah and i thought that that was a really great scene but like you said at that when it got to that point in like the last second to last episode it's like okay are you just crying for sympathy now (laughs) that's how i that's how i felt and i i'm not trying to like police how people show their emotions or say that women can't like i don't I, i cry a lot I have cried a lot. Like, yeah, and I'm tired of that too. <laughs> sometimes you just have these emotions. I didn't buy it this whole the, with these two women right, all the time. Right. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
season three. We'll see. <laughs> I, might, I might watch an episode and just be like, Ugh, just to see. That, that's enough. That's enough of that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was good. It was good for a little ride. And yeah. Uh, I also just watched Solar Opposites on Hulu. What's that? Which is, it's a very short animated series by a couple of the guys who do Rick and Morty. Oh, thank you for not bringing me into that. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> uh, it's a little highbrow for you. So, <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, it's, it's only eight episodes, eight 22-minute episodes. And it was, it was really funny. Um, a lot of good voice actors, not just voice actors, just like a lot of good actors who lent their voices. Thomas Middleditch, who I think is really funny. Jason Manzoukas, Andy Daly. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, it certainly has a very Rick and Morty vibe to it. Mm-hmm. It's almost a little bit more like random and irreverent. But the, the gist is these four aliens, Homeworld was blown up until they crash landed on Earth but no one really seems to question it. They just like crash into this house and now they like live in this house mm-hmm. and the two younger aliens go to school and <laughs> you know, the other, the one of the aliens is trying to fix the ship while the other one, Thomas Middleditch's character is just like hanging out, having a good time. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the, the two kids go to a school where like the principal and their teacher like hate them mm-hmm. and are constantly having like raunchy sex as soon as the kids leave. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh, the things you can do with animation. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> it's something. And the one... Oh, the little boy alien is voiced by um, <laughs> the guy who played Adam on the Goldbergs. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he is constantly shrinking people down that piss him off to like little two or three inch size people. Uh-huh. And then he puts them inside his wall, which is like... You know, like a glass case of like, you know, like a little menagerie yeah. of like all these different people. And like the B storyline throughout the entire season is like the world of all these shrunken down people that pissed off this alien <laughs> inside the wall. And that actually sounds really funny. It's so fucking funny. Uh, Christ- Christina Hendricks voices one of the, yeah. the people in the wall. And then Andy Daly, like I said, who's fantastic. They spend an entire episode, so this is eight episodes long, one entire episode from start to finish is just inside the wall. And it's all about like the politics inside the wall and this uprising from like the lower levels to try to get to the top. And, you know, like three or four scenes you like see from the angle, like looking out into the room, into the kid's room, and you see like the crazy shit that the aliens are doing in the background. Mm -hmm. And then like the title of the episode is like something having to do with what the aliens are doing, but you never actually touch upon that. It's all just this crazy action movie That's inside funny. the wall. It's really fucking funny. I, I hope they like kind of tie it up in a like fucked up way, but I really hope they bring back the wall next season. <laughs> <laughs> so Solar Opposites, another one to check out if you're into Rick and Morty or... Um, if you're highbrow enough for Rick and Morty, guys. <laughs> um yeah so that's it you have anything else that you've been watching um no i mean just like the occasional daniel tiger episode (laughs) starting to get into billy and i started watching a new thing on netflix called um i want to say it's like ben and holly's like fairyland is it actually entertaining like for some british thing i don't know 
It's okay. Yeah. He seems to like it. He's into like fairy tales and like folk tales and stuff like that right I, now. I almost never even pay attention to Daniel Tiger. It's just so obnoxious. <laughs> oh, I try to. I mean, like I, Listen, I can't help. I can't time, help but hear the songs that they repeat thirty times in a row. Yeah, which I understand is like the way you get kids to absorb songs. I just don't want to listen to the same song I know. thirty times in a row. I know. As far on like an emotional intelligence level, I think it's like a really good show for him to watch. Much better than PJ Masks. Well, you know that's why like it's he, actually he needs five too, stars to watch PJ Masks. Yeah, that's limited, but like. Yeah, it's annoying because it's a kid's show and it's not an adult show. But I like to watch Daniel Tiger because I feel like I get parenting tips from Daniel Tiger. Mm. And if he's responding to that and like, I feel like it's just as much trying to teach the parents how to talk to kids. Yeah. So if anyone's interested in that. All right. So do you think Space Force will get a second season? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, um, no, I don't. Wow. I will say yes. I'm just going to say no because. No. I say no. <laughs> I'm just going to say no because it just seems like something they're doing for fun to make fun of Space Force. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I don't know. Probably not. Also, is anything in a second season? Are they ever going to be able to start acting again? I don't know. Everything's going to animation. Everything's Seriously, gonna be animated. <laughs> the entire fall schedule is just gonna be animated shows. Yeah, great. Yeah. I'm just gonna. Well, that's gonna be a good time. Oh, shut I, up. <laughs> Listen, I'm just. I'm half kidding. But also, I don't only ever want. I don't want to watch only animated shows. This will be. You know, maybe I'll finally watch Breaking Bad. Who knows? Whoa. Maybe I won't, and I'll just rewatch Mad Men. I don't know. Who's to say? Hmm. I'll watch either one of those again. So. Okay. Or The Wire. Hmm saying that for a couple of years yeah. anyway if you have suggestions on shows for us to watch please please tell us casey of... have you ever seen the wire <laughs> yeah well he doesn't listen to this so <laughs> uh you can email us at trialbypilot at gmail.com or you can find us on facebook instagram and twitter at trial by pilot please go on to spotify stitcher apple podcast and subscribe to the show and leave a review and thank you to the beats for providing our theme music thanks beats thanks guys bye bye Watching television, watching television Watching television, watching television